Resurrection Assembly of God. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. It's the day of Pentecost, and I am excited. I have been, you know, preparing you all for this day. I've talked about it. I don't know if you've paid attention, but I've talked about it for several weeks in a row. Um, So we're just going to jump right into the reading today. Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 1. When the day of Pentecost arrived... Wait, I'm going to hold on. I hear some pages rustling still. I'm going to give you a second. And while I give you a second to find Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 1, I'm just going to remind you, we are an Assemblies of God church, which means we're a Pentecostal church, which means that this is like, this is our day, guys. This is it. Here we are. The day of Pentecost. So... Let's get excited. Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 1. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. Now, I'm just going to pause there as we hear the sounds from the basement. It might have sounded like that, and perhaps that's the mighty rushing wind coming out of the lungs of the kids downstairs. But let's go back. There came from heaven a sound like mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude came together, and they were bewildered, because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his own native language? Parthians and Medes, Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia, uh, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene. And visitors came from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. We hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others, mocking, said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, Let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. 
Your young men shall see vision, your old men shall dream dreams, even on my male servants and female servants. In those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let's pray. Breathe out your spirit upon us, O Lord, and help us to receive him. The gift of heaven, our helper, our advocate, our comforter, our guide. Fan into flame the gifts of your spirit, O God, for the building up of your church, for the healing of the nations, for the glory of your holy name. Write your law upon our hearts, O God. Let your spirit transform and transfigure us, your church, along with all of creation as we wait upon you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Church, God's kingdom came crashing into our reality this day of Pentecost when the Spirit of God breathed life into the church. This day is a mark of that breakthrough. Heaven and earth collided back into one another after having been ripped apart in sin and death. And all of a sudden, just like Jesus' transfiguration, the scroll was peeled back for just a moment and we caught a glimpse of the glory of the kingdom of heaven that is now and not yet. Church, Pentecost is the day the fires of God's temple were once again lit, not by the might nor by the power of human hands, but by the spirit of the living God that poured out from on high. This is the day when the presence of the holy God filled his temple like the vision in Isaiah with wind and vapor of smoke and fire that people might turn and find the one whom they have been seeking. This is the day when the prayers of the saints poured out like the prayers of Hannah from the deepest groaning of their hearts as the Spirit spoke through them, conceiving the new prophets of his coming kingdom. This is the day when all the divisions were dismantled, men and women, young and old, rich and poor, Jew and Gentile, were made one by the Spirit in Christ and empowered to proclaim in one voice that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is the day when we who were not a people became God's people, called from every nation, from every tribe, and every tongue 
This day of Pentecost, the scroll rolled back, if only for a brief moment, and we saw the truth of Christ's reign manifested in creation. This is the day Christ's words are fulfilled, for now we worship in spirit and truth. Church, this is our birthday, like Enoch. The spirit has brought us good gifts, so let's celebrate. I decided today for Pentecost, because Peter preached on the day of Pentecost, that I'm going to be alliterative, because I know Gez likes it. First, we're going to celebrate the power, the power of Pentecost. Church, last week we read and we reflected on the power of prayer. We celebrated what God has done in our time, in our midst, though there are so many more stories than I can count of God's miraculous works. Just looking down, like the time Andy fell in a fire and didn't get burned. Happened. He'll tell you about it after church, not right now. But that day of Pentecost, when disciples gathered in that upper room in Jerusalem to wait upon the Lord in prayer, something happened. And not just something ethereal or something inward. The spirit of the living God was poured out on a new temple. This one made of the living stones of God's people not held together with mortar, but united in that mystical spirit of God. Imagine this. Imagine we're the ones sitting there, sitting here in the upper room of Resurrection Assembly, and all around us the air begins to move. We can't hear each other over the roaring wind, not blowing up from the air ducts, or in from a few open doors, but from the very presence of God poured out. The atmosphere changes. It's thick like a summer day. You feel the presence of God begin to press in all around you. Our prayers are being answered. We might be confused, but just like the disciples on the road to Emmaus, our hearts begin to burn within us. Set aflame with love for God, warmed by his presence. Our faith grows. Our prayers become bolder as the spirit hovers over this room, just like the spirit hovered over the waters the day the earth was created. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And then the Spirit of God descends in fire, just like he did in the Exodus. And while we feel that heart-blazing warmth, we are not burned. We are not consumed. As the fire spreads apart and rests above our heads, fanning into flame new gifts for the building up of the kingdom. 
Our mouths open and praying begin to take new shapes, to make new sounds. We begin, we begin speaking languages we've never heard before, the languages of far-off nations, the languages of angels. Our hearts pour out to God like grain offerings poured out in the temple. The presence is so thick and so compelling, we spill out of the building, and by the Spirit, we start proclaiming for all to hear, Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We sound like Hannah, that she poured herself out in the temple before God, conceiving the prophet of a new kingdom. Are you drunk? They may ask us, just like Eli, the prophet, asked Hannah. They ask, they mock, they wonder. Church, there is power in prayer. Church, it is this spirit-emboldened, spirit-empowered prayer that has great power at its working. The power of the living God who is able to change the very fabric of reality, to transfigure the world in the twinkling of an eye, to reveal the glory of the Lord that is just beyond our sight. It is the spirit of the living God who was that first breath of life blown into our nostrils, now filling our lungs with air and filling our mouths with praise. It is the spirit of the living God that intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words, crying out to the Father, glorifying the Son, ushering in new life. It is the spirit of God who is poured out, giving empowering to the prayers of the church, and it is the power of God's spirit that emboldens us to proclaim which comes to the second P of Pentecost. Proclamation. Acts 1.8 says, Jesus says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. The Spirit empowers us, emboldens us, to proclaim the gospel of peace to a world at war. The Spirit empowers us to declare Jesus is Lord while we look Caesar directly in the eye and to stand firm in that proclamation no matter what Satan may do to try and persuade us to bow to idols. The Spirit empowers us to tell the walking dead that they too shall be raised up to new and unending life in Jesus Christ if they confess with their mouths that Jesus is Lord and believe in their hearts that God raised him from the dead. And it is the Spirit of God that gives us wisdom and words of knowledge and prophecies and insight beyond our own reason or understanding to reveal the divine mystery of the gospel when we don't even know where to begin. It's the Spirit of the living God that teaches us to love like 1 Corinthians 13 love. 
It is the spirit of the living God that offers us the gift of speaking in the tongues of men and angels to proclaim the message of Jesus Christ in the language, understanding, and cultural nuance of those who desperately need to hear. Because it is not from our own wisdom or knowledge. The spirit is poured out into us like clay jars who hold the treasure of the gospel. It is God speaking in and through us in ways beyond our own understanding. Just like the Spirit did with Peter at Pentecost, just like the Spirit did as he spoke through all the prophets from the very beginning. And now, streams of living water flow from the temple of living stones that have been freed to go into all of the world and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And last, we see that on that day of Pentecost, the prophetic promise the promise fulfilled now as the Spirit was poured out and still not yet because we wait for his kingdom to come in fullness. And in that last day, in the last days, it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Church, God has called us to be a prophetic witness to the power of his coming kingdom. Heralds of the dawn peeking over the horizon pointing the world to the true king of heaven in unity and in love. He has called us to be the new temple where people turn to find witnesses to the one true God, where people turn to find hope and healing and answers to prayer in Christ Jesus. Some people may look at what's happening in the four walls of this little church, on the corner of Highland and Keokuk and be a little underwhelmed. They may mock us. They may say, are you drunk? You say the Spirit of God is here. But look at the power of God manifest in our midst right now. We are gathered from the nations to worship the one true God in unity. And that is no small thing. We are rich and we are poor. Yet we are one in Christ by the Spirit. Here under this roof, daughters prophesy. Sons prophesy. Men and women, young and old, dream dreams. And though the world may try to divide us up, and may tell us we cannot truly love one another. They may tell us we cannot truly be united because of all the years of division. Here we stand, meeting together in love. It's not perfect. 
We don't need to idealize the church. We aren't perfect people. No family is perfect. We are, however, committed to loving one another in Christ by his spirit. We strive to outdo one another in showing honor. We gather here together to hold all things common and worship God in unity and grace. And that is a miracle and that is a window into the kingdom of God. This is the promise of God. That those who should be enemies by the world standards can come together as brother and sister in worship of the one true creator of all the earth. So right here, we see that the promise of God is lived out. We see those with PhDs and little toddlers who can barely speak join together to reveal the mysteries of the God of all creation. In equal dignity, in honor, to hear his word. And the same spirit that Christ that raised Christ from the dead reveals those mysteries to each one of us. He dwells in us. He breathes life into our dry bones. He parts the waters of that horse trough we bring out a few times a year to make us one with Christ in baptism. He heals the sick and he sends demons fleeing. The Spirit of God is hovering over us, his new creation, right now. He's setting our hearts ablaze with love for God, filling us with power to proclaim. So let your heart be warmed, church. Jesse, get the kids. Let your skin begin to tingle. Get the Holy Spirit fanning into flame his good gifts and use them for God's glory and prophecy. Tell the world the good news of God in Christ. Tell this world the hope they have in Jesus. Each one of us is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. A gift for the church. Pray that God's spirit will give you boldness and wisdom and faith and power to proclaim the promise that his kingdom is coming. It's already now, even though it's not yet. It's here and it's still coming. And believe in faith that the power of the kingdom of peace and rest, the power given in the Holy Spirit, is available to you for the common good. And love your neighbors well. Love your neighbors believing that the Spirit of God is in you. When you pray for people, remember, 
It is not by your might, nor by your power, but by the spirit of the living God, which dwells in you. And believe that people will be healed. Believe that people will be delivered. Believe that God will provide. Believe that all of Iowa City could proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord because on the last day, they will. And with that kind of faith, go out and do good works because Pentecost continues on. The Spirit is hovering over us right now. So trust the power of the Spirit to do good works. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, church. Do good and walk humbly with God and take up the call to be set ablaze with love for God and love for the world he created because the time really is now when everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen?